We're starting to see consistency year over year as far as like the numbers are getting less extreme. And I think that kind of maybe the first step in us seeing like some real trends or like. Typically when we see a number for several months, mm. we call it a trend, we can kind of figure it out. I think this target is moving so rapidly and so odd. I'm a big believer that you don't really believe anyone unless they put their money behind it. Welcome to the Cashflow Bros podcast, which the new studio for those of you who watch this on YouTube, those three people, you'll be like, wow. <laughs> and we're missing someone. Yeah. Who are we missing, Rob? And what happened? Sir Jordan Holt. <laughs> Sir Jordan Holt. Yeah. Uh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Super excited for him. He had, uh, him, him and Callie had their twins this week. Yeah. And so um, I made him feel really guilty for not being here. <laughs> Um, and, uh, no, really we're super excited for him and, um, he needs to be with his family, hanging out, taking care of him, but the show must go on. Yeah. And, uh, you actually just got back from a trip. So yeah. we're recording this and we're going to put it out pretty much right away. So, um, at the end of it, I want to talk about it, but briefly talk about the trip and where you, where you went and we'll kind of circle back on it. Yeah. I went to the IMN SFR conference, which is I'm in as a company that puts on these events. SFR is single family rental, um, which this conference is kind of all about owning, building, managing, everything to do with single family nice. investing. And uh, so we went to Scottsdale near Phoenix, Arizona, and just really all the kind of biggest people in this space, hedge funds, big technology companies that have some really great products um, for anyone interested in investing in single family. Uh, there's, they're all there and there's a huge um, vendor hall and there's incredible presentations and panels. And that's awesome. So it was great. I mean, now you piqued my interest and I'm, I just got to know. Uh, you said it was incredible. So like, what are some of the takeaways? What happened? I know you, we previously were talking a little bit about the networking and oh, yeah. picked up a few contacts, which is always great, but. Yeah. I mean, met some great people. Um, I went there with my business partner who we're building these townhomes with. Right. With kind of the intention uh, that we know almost nothing about this product type like right you know as far as build building, building some townhomes to rent them out yeah yeah it's not that hard to figure out but knowing on the back end um what's what a future buyer may be looking for right what all of our options are on financing on the exit um what things have have they found that are important on the front end when you're building something like this that maybe we're not we don't know enough about, but somebody who's built a thousand of these is going to know exactly, you know, what's important. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause you're already thinking exit strategy of like, you know, there's probably some smaller single family guys that could take down a purchase after you've built it out and had it for a while, but right. more than likely it's going to go to a fund yeah, or some big, you know, commercial money. Right. So that's an interesting perspective. And I love that of like, how can we backwards engineer it so that, 
Well, just say, for example, which you obviously aren't doing, but what if you all had every single meter um, water metered only through one Mm -hmm. meter? Yeah. And you just fronted the bill for the meter every year, which would be like, it would just not work. No No fun would touch it because that variable water, you have to pay for the water. So Mm -hmm. obviously you need individual water meters. Now that's the mistake you would not make, but there could be something like that. Right. That you don't know. Yeah. So we, one, like one thing that we just kind of a concrete example that we were, we were just like, okay, that pays for our trip right here. Yeah. Um, prior to going to this, we were looking at our blueprints and there were fans called for fans in every bedroom. And traditionally on rental properties, we've eliminated fans because it's kind of like one more thing that can break. Right. And you think tenants don't really appreciate it that much. They're not, it's not going to make a difference. But, um, in, I think it was May or June, there was this big, heavily researched white paper, uh, that they surveyed over 6,000 tenants of build to rent properties. Uh. And they found that tenants consistently were willing to pay $50 more per rent per month for having fans in their bedrooms. So you spend an extra probably, what, $100 a bedroom for a fan compared to a fixture. Yeah. And you pay for it in six months. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you do the math on 48 units, an extra 50 bucks a month. We were like, oh, we're definitely doing fans. And, like, (laughs) the fact just, you know, saved us from doing – something dumb on the front end right. for this conference. Yeah. And then, you know, you're a little bit higher than everyone else and they're like, Oh, why are these units? And then on the back end sale, you, you're 50 bucks more than everyone else. Yeah. Per exactly. door. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. It's just something simple. Yeah. We're strong. It's cons- like, where do you find that on YouTube? It's, yeah. Unless you listen to a ton of podcasts potentially and just some yeah. random or You'd like our dig- podcast now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> listening to ours. You'd have to dig deep. It's the kind of thing. I mean, yeah. that's why I went. Cause I was like, we, we can find property and build some townhomes, but there's going to be things that people who have been doing this a long time yeah. know that the only way to know is go to th- these things. All right. Keep dropping the nuggets. Keep going. <laughs> Don't drop them all, though, for this episode. <laughs> Keep a few for later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, well, we also considered, we're giving some consideration to fully fencing the yard. We're going to do like uh, partition fence. Okay. But that was like number two on the list of, yeah, we'll, it was, we'll pay a little more and also we'll never leave because mm. we have a dog and if we went to an apartment, even if it was a better location or cheaper, then you've got to put a leash on your dog in winter. Yeah. Go out, let it do its thing. Instead so you of, are going to allow pets? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I had one of my, my property manager told me to take out fences mm-hmm. because they don't want to encourage pets, but it's at a different price point than in, in demographic than I think that, this will draw. Yeah. So just yeah. counterintuitive to probably what I would assume why put in fences yeah. versus now you're going to, or yeah. look at it at least. It's different than <clears throat> the way we've traditionally done single family rental properties. Yeah. And uh, so we're still kind of like 
tweaking it and researching it, you know, but making us seriously consider some things that we had, would never have thought of otherwise. That's awesome. So, um, let's move into the Birmingham market update because that's what the people want. Yeah. And we give the people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Um, listings in, uh, 2022 of November of 2022 were 1,633. And, in 2023, it was 1,598. So we are negative 2.14%. Mm-hmm. So we're back negative again. And this was the headline mm-hmm. of last month's Birmingham market update, which was we were positive. Do you remember the number? Mm-hmm. Do you have a photographic? It was significant. It's in the teens, right? Yeah. So we were before, I'm actually going to scroll. We were negative 13% in September. Mm-hmm positive 13 percent in october and now we're back to negative two percent so we swung huge yeah huge swings yeah 13 percent or 26 percent up basically Mm -hmm. and then back down 13 percent 15 percent basically um it's significant yeah and i it's hard for you know, typically when we see a number for several months, mm-hmm. we call it a trend. We can kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think this target is moving so rapidly and so odd. Mm-hmm. Like to, for us to be negative 13 and then positive 13 is like I have no explanation for it. And I was like, well, we'll see what what November brings. And I was really excited to see this number. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I know you think I know a lot. Yeah. But you know more than I do. Do you no. have anything to say well, on this? I think there's a kind of a theme of this conference the last week. People who are heavily involved in single family across the country is like confusion is the name of the game. <laughs> Definitely the second half of this year is yeah. just no one can predict where rates are going to be, what inventory is going to look like, uh, who the president's going to be. There's just, yeah. Like what, what I'm going to wear policies. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even predict it because yeah. I don't know if it's going to be cold or hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're in that mid weird season for Alabama. <laughs> exactly. That kind of just yeah. confusion where, and I think that's kind of what that number is, is like people. It's, it's just hard to read and yeah. really say anything with confidence. I, I went to a conference yesterday, um, impact conference. It was really good. Um, and what was interesting is they had this breakout and I actually wasn't, didn't see this breakout, but I saw a clip from it. They posted after, and it was one of the guys was talking about that. He coaches a lot of like business leaders and, um, businessmen and women. And he effectively was like the last three years, like nothing, none of them have predicted. None of them know what's happening. Like mm-hmm. no one is, is like crushing it. Mm-hmm. But what is held true basically is their leadership principles and they've been able to weather the storm. But as far as like predicting good sense business of like, I think this is going to happen next and it happens. Mm-hmm. No one's even the greats, you oh, know, yeah. even, the, I mean, um, and I think that's there's a lot of confusion, a lot of figuring out. So if you come to this podcast for clarity, we're sorry. <laughs> we're doing our best. Yeah. But we're confused too. And and mm-hmm. I think there's some validity in saying that. Mm-hmm. Like we oh, don't yeah. know it all. Like when we know something and we see something coming up, 
we will say it and we'll give our opinions, but I don't really know what's happening at this point. And Mm -hmm. I'm not concerned about it, but I'm also just like, uh, I don't know what you can derive from this data at this point. Yeah. Just to know, I I would have been, I'll say this, I would have been shocked if we were up again at 13%. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a fluky number. Yeah. And I double checked it, triple checked it. Yeah. And that's what that I said. So yeah. it could have just been an odd listing month. Mm-hmm. But either way, we'll we'll take that variable out. We're still positive from if we take out October, we're still positive. Um I guess we've we're not positive, but we've flipped, you know, up eleven per, per points or eleven percent. Yeah. So um so it still is, you know, there's more listings out there. Um, solds was 1,294 in 2022 and solds in 23 was 1,115. So that's a negative 13.83%, which is also up, which also accounts for the high listings from last month. So Mm -hmm. some of those listings are now closed. So we're, you know, basically a positive, of um close to 11% right there. Mm-hmm. So or 11% shift if you will. We're still in the negatives yeah. year over year. Um any thoughts of that? Yeah, I mean I think it's just kind of more of the same of like we're starting to see consistency year over year as far as like the numbers are getting less extreme. Right. And uh I think that kind of normalizing and shrinking down is maybe the first step in us seeing like some real trends or like having yeah. an idea of where the market's going. Yeah. Um, average sales price, um, 319000 compared to three thirty three. dollars mm-hmm. So that is up 4%, yeah. give or take. And the medium sales price, which to us, like we said, we've seen a lot of fluctuation in the average sales price. Medium sales price has been a little more consistent. Mm-hmm. So that's been um, 265000 in 2022. 2023 was 2000 or sorry, 270K mm-hmm. in 2023. So 265K, 2022, 270. So that is a 1.18% last month we we're at 2.29 mm-hmm. so talk to that and i actually i'll pull the the previous was 2.18 so we may so, be seeing a trend yeah <laughs> three months i'm calling it just <laughs> it's a trend. yeah label it <laughs> i mean inching along on appreciation yeah i think it's a really positive thing for our market there's definitely markets out there that are have been negative year over year yeah. for a couple months now. And uh, so we're holding pretty stable. And to say all that to say is in addition to that, you know, we just had a flip go. One of our listings was a flip in center point mm-hmm. or it was actually Roebuck area. Um, And five overs offers over the weekend, mm-hmm. two over. Yeah. Um. And so I felt pretty positive about that 
So I feel like we're still seeing that premium stuff go to market. I actually mm-hmm. just bought a flip um, myself in Hueytown, and I'm optimistic that the way we're going to fix it up and what we're going to do, I mean, we're doing new windows, new HVAC. It was a burnout, so we bought it for really cheap, so we're doing a ton of work. And I think all of those boxes are going to tick mm. some buyers off their check boxes, mm-hmm. not tick them off. <laughs> tick off their boxes. <laughs> tick off. I think it's going to go for a premium. Yeah. I, I, I think we're going to price it competitively, mm-hmm. and then I think it's going to it's going to be a bidding war yeah. because I mean, you're basically getting a brand new house. Um, so I'm excited to see what that does in the spring. When should that be complete? I think we're projected because of the burnout. It definitely is going to be about a two to three month. And then we're okay with the three month because then it opens up FHA. Oh yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know your, there's a seasoning process to every flip. And you know this, mm-hmm. but um, for the those who don't, uh, it's good to know. It's good to agents, remember. We we had to kind of walk through that on the listing recently. Yeah, and I forget that sometimes too. Um, you know, but yeah, you basically have to season it for three months for it to go FHA after you purchased it. So up until that point, you can only go conventional. And I think in Hueytown, it's a both. I think it could go conventional. It could mm-hmm. go FHA. Um, so I'm excited that to see what the market's going to do in the spring. Um, in addition to rates, we'll talk about rates in a minute. But one other thing I wanted to mention, and I want to get your opinion on. Okay. Just had a line of credit. I uh, had a, a one of my properties has a decent amount of equity in it, mm-hmm. and so it appraised. Um, had to get it appraised to pull the line of credit on it, and I wasn't really happy with the appraisal, but I think it it goes back to probably what's happening in the market and the unsteadiness and some of the appraisers are cautious mm-hmm. and potentially even banks are being cautious and telling the appraisers to be cautious. Yeah. I don't know the house fear, but who's talking to who, but the appraiser basically cited uh, the comps that they did was 312, mm-hmm. 310 and 295. Guess where mine came in at? Where'd it come in? <laughs> He's like, I'm on pins and needles. <laughs> Let's hear it. 285. Oh, yeah. So what are your thoughts? Like, why? Like, he didn't even come close. Like, I would think he would come where in somewhere in the middle or like yeah. he went below all three of his comps. I mean, I think you're right that the this is through like a commercial bank, I would assume. Yeah. And so at some point, some a banker or an appraiser confirmed for me that they do kind of say like, Hey, let's, this is a little tight on, we're being really conservative. Like, let's, yeah. let's be conservative on our valuation. They, I think there is some aspect of that. And even on conventional loans, I think there's an aspect of like, if you're a minimum qualifier, right. Somehow the appraiser does get word that like, we got to really be tight on this one. Cause it could come back and bite somebody if you, if you or, yeah or push generous. it yeah 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 so um, I think there are conversations of where they want to be at yeah I would agree yeah I will say also I have a strategy for appraisals and I did not do one of my rules oh. which is meet the appraiser out there open all the windows um, make sure the lawn is cut make sure it's you know all of the lawn is blown mm-hmm. turn on all the lights make sure the place is immaculate like yeah. 
you want to do everything you can to make that appraiser feel good about that experience and mm-hmm. greet him with a smile. You know, just do everything you can. You're not trying to be, you know, sketchy, but you're trying to put on a smile. Yeah. For yourself and the house. Oh, yeah. And the, and the timelines didn't work up. He kind of gave me a window instead of a specific time. Mm. And I was already busy. And so um, in addition to that, I also send like a sheet of like recent updates and like data data on the property, trying to make mm-hmm. their job as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. And I did that part, but I didn't do the meet. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think I would have gotten 300 if I met him out there. Yeah. But all that to say is the income and my taxes, your brother did a really good job on my taxes. <laughs> so they would have hedged it down anyway because they oh. don't want to loan me the oh, full, yeah. um, you know, if even if I got the 300K valuation, they were going to bring mm-hmm. it down anyway because where they want me to be on debt to income. Oh, yeah. And I think it goes back to that being conservative. Yeah, it's a really tough time to try to borrow from any any bank. Yeah. I tried to borrow from you, and you said no the other day too. So, it's, and Rob, you hear you heard it yeah. here. It's a tough time to borrow from banks and Rob Drum. Um, no, I for that Hueytown deal, I tried to get private money, and I may still try to line it up, but I haven't found it yet. Once again, people are being a little more conservative, so mm-hmm. money's harder to find. Yeah, so. Um, list the sales price. Let's go back into it. Uh, 2022 was 98.6%. And in 2023, it was 99.31%. That's not much of a change um, under a point. Mm-hmm. So 0.72%. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's much to say there. It's, uh, no, I mean, we're, I'd say we're getting uh, offers either at list or close. I mean, sometimes yeah. above, sometimes below, just sometimes depends below, on the quality yeah. of the property. Yeah, exactly. But I think no one's getting a, unless the property, like the seller really wants to sell, no one's getting like a 20% mm-hmm. dive. Yeah. It's not shifting that number no, dramatically. No. Average days on market um, went from 28 to 32 and medium days on market 10 to 11. So not much shift there. Um, and then the big news was the interest rates. Yeah. And the people rejoiced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we pulled it up and I saw that spike and I saw this, it's like a sharp spike up yeah. into pretty much the beginning of November. And then it's like a looking at a mountaintop, like just drops straight back down yeah. through November. Yeah. They want those Christmas sales. Yeah. They got to sell the toys. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I haven't seen a huge jump. Well, actually, that's not true. You know, what's interesting is we had inventory sitting. Yeah. And we went through a good bit of, yeah. of stuff under contract the last two weeks of November. Yeah, definitely. Even over the holiday. Mm-hmm. And you were part of I went to Disney. How, I forgot to ask. You asked me how Disney went, and I forgot to ask how was being me for a week. <laughs> was it, was it easier or tougher than you thought it would be? Well, I used to do exactly your job, so it was like a good reminder. Yeah, yeah. Why you don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> like, there's a reason yeah. why I brought Todd on the team, because I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I appreciate that, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, that's – I talked to a couple agents, and – uh 
they were pretty jealous of that setup because they're like, I was like, Todd's, you know, taking his family to Disney. I'm covering everything for him. So don't call him. I'm going to try not to call him. Like, yeah, you got it. And they were like, oh, that sounds nice. That'd be yeah, a good yeah. setup. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those last two weeks we did put switch. Yeah, we had. Is congruent with rates. Yeah. Made it more affordable and offers started coming in. Yeah. Let's hope it continues through December. Just keep slicing. Just keep slicing and dicing. I think I think if we hit anywhere in the sixes in the spring, it's yeah. it's going to be oh yeah, well crazy. Not to predict, but I heard some mortgage person talking recently, and they said that even if the Fed goes on hold with rate cuts, they don't have to right. cut them at all. But the stability will allow the people who price mortgages to reduce rates. Right. Even with no, even if the 10 year stays right where it is, which a lot of this is priced off of 10 year, the reduction in volatility will allow them, will make rates go down. Now explain that to me because, you know, I understand it to a degree. I will say when I first got into this business, I didn't understand. I thought what the Fed does is what you see. Yeah. But there's a layer in between of people deciding what to do between what the Fed is. So the Fed can stay constant, but the rate can move up and down mm-hmm. based upon, similar to stock market, mm-hmm. based upon confidence. Mm-hmm. Talk, Break that out, and I'm not sure I understand the 10-year. So the 30-year mortgage index, <clears throat> um, generally, like the, 30, the interest we all pay on our 30-year house loans generally follows most closely the 10-year U.S. Treasury. Why does it follow that one, not the 30? Because most people are going to pay that off. It's essentially like a, almost no one keeps their home loan more than 10 years. They right. pay, refinance or pay it off or sell or whatever. Right. And so it follows that 10-year. And when the 10-year is jumping all over, moving around, they quote you one price on your loan, and then they may have to kind of by protection, like a insurance so that what they quoted you, they can give you. But even if the market moves against them, it doesn't hurt their position. Right. Um, so they kind of have to lock it in and it costs more to lock it in when there's a lot of volatility. That's interesting. So it's actually their coverage yeah. that gets more expensive and thus they have to make a higher rate to compensate for that crazy volatility. Yeah. I'm not a conventional mortgage expert, but that's my understanding from listening to a couple people. I mean, to a degree, it's probably better because then you explain it like everyone could understand it. If we <laughs> yeah. brought an expert in here, we'd be here for 30 minutes and not yeah. understand it. No, but it makes sense. It's stability brings... But yeah, there's basically a buffer. Whatever they set, you're still paying a little bit more, mm-hmm. but it's for that insurance gap. And volatility means more expensive. You buy mm-hmm. a Ferrari, you're you're going to be more volatile with it, and insurance is going to be more expensive than the Honda. Yeah. We all understand that concept. Right. Um, no, that's brilliant. I think you did a fantastic job oh, of explaining <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't understand that. So that's yeah. that's great. So if the Fed then even says we're going to be stable, mm-hmm. it could we could still see some decreases. Now, major decreases, probably not. It was but the person who explained it to me, it was pretty significant. Half a point, at least, that could come out of 
the volatility what, what, we, what we pay on it so if we're at six and a half it could go to six with no change in underlying if it just kind of sits there for a wow. while yeah and they can buy insurance cheaper when they need to yeah i hope you know if the fed is listening which i know they are um, they're one of our many followers you know, I don't necessarily love, I think for, for our business, it does make business harder. Mm -hmm. And I, I understand that, but for the, the, for the sake of the, the country mm -hmm. and for the sake of the whiplash we've had the last couple of years, mm -hmm. I hope that they keep rates pretty stable for another couple of years. Personally, everybody wants lower, all that kind of stuff, but there's no way that you can pump as much money as they did into our economy they have to pull it out mm -hmm. and they do that through interest rates. You can't do that overnight. Mm -hmm. And I, obviously they really jacked it up and we saw this huge decrease, huge spike up. But now I feel like we just need to be like, Hey, it's not going to be pretty. There's going to be some hard times, but rather than drop it too soon and then it goes gangbusters again and we're back in the same hole mm -hmm. to be honest. Cause I don't think, I don't think all the money is out of the economy personally. Yeah. I don't think there's enough. I hate to say it, but suffering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's probably counter to a lot of people would probably say that. And, and, and maybe I feel I'm in a position where I'm not as suffering and I, and I'll acknowledge that there are probably a lot of hurting people. Yeah. So I don't want to come off that way. Um, but all that to say is there's some real economic factors that there's consequences to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if we drop, I'm, I think that there might, it might be a premature drop mm -hmm. personally. Everybody's calling for it. Yeah. They're tired of the pain. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what, I mean, we pumped like $13 trillion. That's not even including the PPP loans and yeah. the, you know, stipends on, I mean, so who knows what the true number is? Yeah. We just know just based upon the the handouts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Controversy There's, here on yeah. the podcast <laughs> for the few people that listen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, all the, the macroeconomic policy stuff is leave that to economists and yeah and i'll just kind of talk about that. it naively and <laughs> throw my opinions out there <laughs> yeah just <laughs> i mean you gotta everyone thinks about those things differently and i think uh there's i'm a big believer that uh you don't really believe anyone unless they put their money behind it yeah and then there's something like you know you ask a doctor, should I do this surgery? He says, oh yeah, it's definitely all the science says you should do it. But you ask him, if you were in my position, would you do this surgery? Right. Might be a different answer. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So make the parallel then to, as an investor, what does that look like? Well, I think if you really believe that we're going to be in, uh, like a, high rate for a long time environment, right. which you didn't say that you, you just said, I think what we should do. Yeah. I think we should. Yeah. 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 But if I thought that, 
Yeah, we'll if you say thought, that. Let's say you thought. I don't actually think they will do it. That's <laughs> yeah, the thing. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping they'll listen because yeah. I I don't. But okay, so <laughs> let's keep on going with that that thought. So you think that we are going to stay in this high rate for a while, and there's going to be more pain felt overall. You might hold off on. You might just stack money on the sidelines, right? Uh, just kind of sit on it, and the risk is that. Prices start appreciating, and then you get into a market where you can't find a, a deal that makes sense for you anymore, and right. um, everything runs away from you. And so, I think that's, and it's almost like you can tell what people really think by what they really do. Yeah, their purchases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, which, to a degree, I think, you know, I would agree. I'm being more conservative. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's in the deals that I have and have not done this year. Mm-hmm. And even this this recent flip I purchased, I mean, we we bought it for a really good price. Mm-hmm. And um and I feel confident in it because I've seen the premium product still fly off the yeah. shelf. Yeah. Um, but in normal cases, I am hesitant to flip unless the margins are really good. Mm-hmm. If the margins are tight, it's it's a scary thing in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to bring to the table with the economy or Birmingham market update? Um, no, I think that's, that's pretty much it. There's, yeah. um, I mean, one thing going back to the conference that people said five years from now, you'll look back on this stretch right here where there's a lot of pain from people who overpaid for multifamily. Yeah. For people who have bought A-class office buildings. Right. From uh, a lot of assets that used to be like the best thing on the block and uh, are really feeling the pain right now. Investors getting wiped out. Yeah. Almost every week we hear about it in the news. And single-family rental properties have kind of just stormed right on through. Mm -hmm. uh, Rent has gone up, I think it was 4% year over year. Yeah, I just got a Section 8 back, and it went up. uh, From the previous renter, it went up 250 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was probably under-rented before, but (laughs) I was like, let's go. But, yeah, that's – I mean, that's across the nation number, but single-family rents – that was up stronger than uh, apartments, mm-hmm. as well as you've got this um, kind of embedded option where you can you can always sell it to a owner occupant, right? For probably more than you could sell it to an investor because they want to live there. Yeah, and uh, so that kind of puts a, a pin in prices to where you've got something that tons of people want. Almost anyone can buy it. You don't have to sell it to yeah. another hedge fund or um or you don't have to get special financing or like, you know, some of those commercial stuff you have to do like yeah. uh in depth like uh testing of like the soil and yeah. like I mean there's I I'm not sure the name for it, but yeah. <laughs> there's like lots of extras you gotta check box for the for the for the mortgage company. Yeah. For the bank. So it's just kind of stormed right through this uh, this period that's wiped out WeWork, wiped out Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing all these companies get wiped out. 
And uh, this asset class is kind of pushed right on through and is, you know, we're hopefully turning the corner through maybe the worst of it. We'll see. And uh, you so, heard it here. He said it. He said- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if rates have stopped going up, I'm hoping that's we're turning the corner. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I'm of the avenue that I don't think we've seen the full amount of of the pain. But yeah, and and I want to preface too. I, I previously in the podcast I said that the pain and all that. I know there are some people hurting, and I know it financially has hit a lot of people. So I don't want to. I have empathy for that. <laughs> you and your ivory tower, <laughs> ivory tower sitting over here. I know the way it came off. That's that's not my intent. But I think there's just real economic things at play that they're they had to raise the rates. Oh and, yeah, and um, you know, unfortunately, you know. It, it, I just don't know if all the money's out of the, the economy and we can just keep on going. So the, we'll sl- see. the slogan everywhere there was stay alive till 25. <laughs> stay alive till That's 25. the big real estate slogan right now. I like stay it. Stay alive till 25. Well, you know, you say that and it, we talked about the commercial. I remember I was looking at a deal with um, for a commercial building mm-hmm. and they were talking about buying it potentially for renters and he was calculating he's like well yeah you could hold it for two years without tenants and still make the deal work and I was like two years but that was his mindset of like where he needed to buy it to have such like oh yeah coverage like the offer he thought was low but because he was thinking like if you don't find a tenant mm-hmm. like it's not a asset like you said going back to single family yeah that is just like buy it. If it doesn't work out, at least an occupant occupant could want it, or it's it's a necessary purchase for some family or some renter, right? right. Like, yeah. um, you know, people got to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. And but on that commercial side, those who ha- don't have that training of like, could we sustain this place for two years mm-hmm. without income? Yeah. They're going down. Mm-hmm. But the ones who did hedge and have the experience, I think they're probably not loving it. Yeah. But they're going to survive. Yeah. But I would say the, there's a lot of new people in that space who are getting chewed up right now. Yeah. That's that's what I'm hearing about too. So Yeah. It's interesting. Well, I appreciate your time. Yeah. Hopefully you like the new studio. Yeah. I'm loving it. It's uh, it's fun. We'll get Very we'll get impressive. Jordan and get his review on it. Although yeah. we may just stick him in the corner, you know, be like, "This was so great, Jordan." <laughs> <laughs> you can <laughs> just yell things. From- just, <laughs> <laughs> just like Jordan, just shh, we're we're having a conversation over here. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited. I think I think it's gonna be be a lot of fun getting him in here next yeah. next month and or I guess next week. Hopefully, yep. Maybe a couple weeks of just me and you. Could be. You could get tired of me. Can we carry this thing? I think we can. (laughs) I'm going to try. Yeah, we'll do our best. (laughs) All right. Appreciate it, y'all.